Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And the system's down. Ladies and gentlemen, it must be Tuesday night because the audio player will not work. But you have found yourself on live at the Sports Attic. Larcher, that's a way to start a show right there, I'm telling you. Uh, That is my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is – did you just say hello? Can you even hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Is that thing on? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. I I can't hear any music playing in the background, though, because my audio player started this off with a bang. What's that? Um, Yeah, my screen is disappeared. I don't don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, things are starting out just perfect. It's Tuesday night. We do this show every single Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m., and that's probably the first time We've had audio uh, issues like that to start off the bat. There have been plenty of issues, don't get me wrong. But uh, that happening really uh, really starts the show off with a bang, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Let's try it again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is live at the Sports Attic. Tonight is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. 2021, I think. Jesus. On Twitter, we are at Larcher Lawrenson. On Twitter, he is larger than life. And on Twitter, I am currently suspended. Not sure what the hell's going on there. Larcher's out. We'll see if we can get Larcher back. Jesus. It's a hell of a night. We'll see if we get a show out of this tonight, guys. Uh, we might not. We seem to be having quite a bit of issues. Hey, Sean. Hey, Jay. We started this bitch a little bit late. Let's see. I think I think we got him. I think I think he's here. Is that working? Yeah. Hello. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Feels good to get back. <laughs> I, uh, Mark Zuckerberg wanted he wanted everything shut down immediately, so he took me off of the well, me off the stream there for a second. But I'm back. You can't you can't keep a good man down. You uh, um, you might have missed it there, but uh, while you are currently at larger than life on Twitter, I am currently suspended, so I'm in trouble with Jack. I'm not, are you suspended on Twitter? I'm not sure what's going on. I am. I'm gone. I uh, um. I mean, in all honesty, man, we really need to discuss your social media. We do. We, we absolutely have to. Your, your, your inability to, to, to be normal. Hey, Tony, there he is. The fact, like, I, I am fucking, uh, 
I, I lit like a sangria anti-Clark candle this week. I was so pissed off at you. I think but, I think we had a misun. I think we misunderstood each other. I think oh, you. I think, I, I think I, you I, think I thought one thing, and that's not what I thought. You, I, think you, I understood you just fine. No, you, you were thinking about, uh, your tone. that I'm thinking that you're thinking something, and that's not how it was. That's not at all how it was. I, I there was a big misunderstanding. We will get to that, but there's plenty of good things to discuss right now. The Chicago Bears. Well, yeah, the Bears. The Bears won a game. There's good and bad to discuss. What's that? I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the game. Sadly, um, oh, man. I mean, I watched it in real time, but uh, I, I did want to see some more of uh, of, of uh, Justin Fields' magic. Uh, him him moving the ball down the field with the appropriate last name because uh, he was able to do it. So now, you know, uh, now we're talking Andy Dalton again. That conversation is back, oh, and really? I don't understand why. Last week, he, uh, you know, we were we were down on it because we thought Dalton was going to be starting, and he didn't, and things worked out pretty well. This week, it seems like that's exactly what's going to happen again, and. Have you met – is there anybody who agrees with this anywhere? I haven't seen it nationally. I haven't seen it locally. I have, this, this week, I haven't seen it anywhere. What? That uh, Andy Dalton should start? No, yeah, that, uh, that he should be starting, that Nagy's would be doing yeah. the right thing if he's playing him. Just that, just that pencil toss in Hub Arkish. I heard him whining. That guy's so delusional I, at this point. There's a dude who used to be like 20 years ago – I used to like get. I used to steal his uh, publication from a blind uh, newspaper vendor. No offense, yes. Mark. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I had less morals in my younger years. My, my mother. My mother's going to have a conversation with you. It's fine. That rag was like uh, seven, eight dollars, and I used to be a security guard in a building, and uh, I would go down and I would grab the Sun Times, I'd grab the Tribune, and I would grab the the Pro Football Weekly Focus, and I'd, I'd put it in between the two. And uh, the guy would ring up the two newspapers, and I, I would steal Hub's uh, uh, rag. But listen, he used to be a credible journalist. He used to be a dude with integrity and intelligence, and he, he just went off the rails as he got older, and that's fine. It happens. But that dude is absolute toast when it comes to opinion. Well, you're and, saying uh, that you once valued his opinion so much that you were willing to go to multiple. You were willing to go felonies. pretty far in there to get a hold of that. That's and it's really saying something. He, he seems to toe the company line a little bit. And it, it, I heard him explain. He said, this is just, I'm just showing you what we have out here. It's, uh, it's the old school mentality that he, that he just can't lose, right? Well, it's just stupidity. It's one of those. Wow. I mean, you, you could define it as old school mentality, but, I mean, in all honesty, it's just stupidity. Guys, Al, answer me this. Is it as simple as Matt Nagy wants his offense to work so bad that he needs a guy who's been in the league for a long time, like Dalton, to try to run it. Although that didn't look like gangbusters out there. So then when he does, when Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, does call the plays, makes the game plan and calls the plays for Justin Fields, like what I'm saying is, is it more important for Andy or for Matt Nagy to have his offense work so he has to have the right quarterback to make that work? Or is it the best, should he go with what is the best thing for the franchise? which I believe is getting Justin Fields in there and having Bill Lazor call his plays because obviously it was working for him. I know it's just the Lions, but it was obviously working. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what his offense is at this point to, to say whether what, what can make it work. Um, 
What is that behind you, Clark? You got like a picture frame with a dot in the center of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's nothing. What is this? Don't worry about it. No, no, no. What is no, that? It's I just, mean, you, you hey, purposely framed it in the shot. Some so. of us are part of a of a secret society or part of a partnership is what this one is. This one's a partnership. What? As a Freemason, I demand to know. Well, as you know, you married me and my wife. I did. Seven years ago on September 13th. And my wife got me this. It's it's a record. It's hard to now. Now can you make that out? Yeah, it's a record. So that's a record, and it says Clark and Lauren, nine thirteen fourteen, forever and ever, Amen by Randy Travis, and that's all the lyrics. Oh, that's going adorable. around. Look at that. The that's seventh, beautiful. the seventh anniversary is copper. Yeah. Copper or wool? Hey, copper honey, or wool? Honey. Let me guess. You got, hey, honey, look, I found these bracelets at Walgreens. They're made of copper, and they're supposed to take away arthritis. Hers, is that what you got, her? Her gift is still in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a thoughtful what a thoughtful wife. You know, she used to produce this show. Our anniversary, yeah, yeah until you fired her. Our anniversary was coming up on a Monday. And uh, Thursday, I texted her, and I said, hey, we, we're dropping our kids off to go to that wedding, because we had a wedding to go to over the weekend. Maybe Friday night we can go have an anniversary dinner. She replied back, holy shit, it's our anniversary, four days before. So it's not like either of us were right on top of this, right? Like, well, I mean, that looked like it took some time to order and have made. I think she had it ordered within the hour. And I, I still don't know what to get. So if anybody has suggestions, I will take them. Well, I'm telling you, uh, they sell these copper uh, bracelets at Walgreens. Oh, yeah, that's what you and- said. And yeah, yeah, they get rid of arthritis and all kinds of pain. So right. I, I would recommend that. I think that would be a very romantic uh, seven-year anniversary. <laughs> Tony's got my back. He's got me here. Just pull some pipes out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, just, you, 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 the whole block would lose water pressure. I think they might be tearing down a house down the street. I can just go in, and I, I think you're just allowed to go in and take it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they don't. There's no rules anymore. There's I don't. We're. we're you we're talking about committing felonies here on the show, the two of they, us. They, they caught the guy. So I have, a, I have a little pantry across the street, Nick's Pantry. Shout out to Nick's down on the corner. I've only been in there like twice. They sell incense and toilet paper when I'm, when I'm running low. That's what you know they got. Nice. I like it. But anyway, somebody, uh, somebody went in there the other night and pulled out the ATM. Oh, shit. Uh, I guess there was a whole string of them. You know, Do they, the they were closed, I would imagine. I think they went back. You know, you can survive without an ATM. It's not your no, no, no. Right, right, right. But I'm saying they were closed and somebody smashed through. Is I've seen it done. Yeah. Smash through with a car, throw a chain around it, and pull that some bitch out. No, no. They they busted open the front door, walked in, a couple guys grabbed it, snatched it, carried it out. Jeez. But anyways, according to the news, they caught they caught the dudes. There was a tracking device in it. And uh, it might be organized crime. I guess what they do is they go city to city. According to the ATM expert, they go city to city, and, you know, they snatch a bunch of them, and then they move on, you know, and the next time they go to Milwaukee, grab a couple ATMs. So it's wow. a whole, whole business. That's whole a business. hell of a I thing. That's a hell of a thing. That's a big ring. You think they have connections in different towns, and they're like, hey, we'll come over to your garage, we'll share this, here it goes? Or do you think they, like, bring it back to a hotel, a storage unit, back of a pickup I truck? Well, they found them in a garage, so maybe you know, maybe they have like a, a local chapter member in every every town. Well, you go rent a garage for a month for you go rent a garage for a month for a hundred bucks. I'll, and there's a thousand bucks in that thing. Boom! There's nine hundred bucks you, you made right there. 
the, the, the ATM vandalizing theft ring is more organized than the Chicago Bears. So. We've got in fact, we've got to discuss risk versus reward with these fellows. That's all I'm saying. True. Yeah, I mean, how much money is in one of those ATMs? A couple grand? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, so you really need like five well, people come in and take three, 300, 400 bucks out of there at a time. I would think you got to have more than that. That's crazy. Maybe. Think about it. Good right, I mean, let's uh, let's Google. I'm gonna end up on some FBI. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get you. You're gonna. I got connections. There you go. I got a buddy, I got a buddy in the fed. Well, it's 6:45. This is the time when we hit the Google to look it up. It is. That is the <laughs> Google alarm for uh, searching. Do you how think? Much, yeah, how much money is in an ATM generally? There's got to be a decent amount. I remember when I was working in the bars, I used to deposit more than I'd take out. Oh. There's a lot of cash there getting in. Oh, man. Let's see. Compare ATMs before you buy one. How much is an ATM? I don't want to buy Guys, a machine. If you're watching us on Facebook, thank you so much. If you're watching us over on Twitch, thank you there. That's right. On Twitch, we are at Sports Addict. Join in on the conversation there. There's plenty of guys in there now. Sean's, Sean's with us on Facebook. Tony's around. Jay's around. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for watching. How much money... Do we generally Charlotte, have? Charlotte is saying, uh, Charlotte J is saying 10 grand can hold up to 200,000. Yeah. Even Nick's pantry's got the 2K, 200. Yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're too closer to the 10. If not, I'm pro- if not, I might have a new, ho- I might have a new uh, hobby besides DraftKings. <laughs> well, I mean, DraftKings is now so legal and, you know, gambling is so socially accepted. I may have to work, move into a new line of work. So, you can't be an outlaw and smoke weed anymore. You can't be an outlaw. And gamble because everybody does it now. Apparently, you can't do much on Twitter. I don't know what I did. I have oh, no idea. You are you are like the definition of a troll on social media. You are like one of the trolliest people I've ever seen online. Yeah, uh, w- without without being like a completely like you're just a dick, like nonstop dickery. What do you mean uh, I'm a di- like? I think you maybe you're just not understanding me, and I'm not understanding you. That's when what you I generally post, say. When you post pictures of your kids, when you post pictures about your wife and your anniversary and your copper uh, uh, bracelets and whatnot, beautiful. And there's not there's not a finer, and you get you get a ton of likes. People enjoy it. But then when you post your dipshit shit, it, it goes nowhere. Do I? And, uh, do I have multiple? So much of it. And, you know, you're more of a, like, uh, you know, you strike. You strike and run. But So there's two sides to what I, to, to me, on social media? Like, I have a, I, there's a good point there? You, you gave me credit. How many, how many Facebook accounts do you have? I have one that I use. Uh-huh. Uh, no, 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 no. There, there's some Carl guy. Yeah, that's the one that I use when I... Uh, when I closed down, like for Lent, I had to yeah. close down Clark Lawrenson because I, I, I was done with it for Lent two years ago. Well, in, or, in, or, in order to log into the show page and do show prep there, I need to have an account. Oh, so I made an account. So whenever I Carl. shut down my Facebook account, I used the Carl one. Also, when I was driving for Amazon Flex, there are groups there. I needed it for my job. Yeah. To see okay. what's going on in different places, so, so that's why the name was Carl Flex. I don't use that name. I don't. You can check it. I don't use it to make posts anywhere. I haven't logged into the account in over a year. I'm I'm a notorious asshole, and I admit it. I'm a troll I, I, on the Facebook at times. I'm okay with it. I've accepted. I've come to terms with it. But I follow a certain etiquette. I have never once been banned from Facebook, 
I do not have a second account, which uh, which you do. I have Just, never once I have never account. once been banned from Facebook, and I am positive that we will get to the bottom of this, and that my Twitter suspension is a complete fallacy. Somebody somebody got a little maybe maybe somebody reported me for no reason. Now I'm wondering if you're having issues with my social media. Did you go and report a post? Because everything I went and looked at their rules a few times today, and nothing. There's nothing that I did out there that I didn't threaten violence on anybody. I didn't do anything. No, I have to go back to them, and I am permanently suspended. It's not like a hey, you're you're 24 hours off, kid. I can log into my account. I can look at things. I I can't post. I can't. And you know, it. I'm just amazed because there's nothing in my list that has this. There's nothing there. No, I've thought about reporting you once or twice, but I have never dropped a dime on you. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a snitch. I'm not, that's not my ammo. Fair, fair. That is completely fair. I and I and I understand why you would feel that way at times, especially the way that we interact on social media. Um, but honestly, I have no idea what it is. Jay, I know, is asking me about it. He says Tom's asking about it too. But I honestly, right now, I I emailed them. I, I responded in the place that they said where you can uh, check this out, and I said, I want to know what it is that I did wrong. This is like the greatest day of my life. This is. Oh, you got it. <laughs> oh, you got it. No, oh, you got it. Vindication. Vindication. <laughs> Clock is down, baby. The 10 count. Whoa. Maybe it's because you have a 15. You have 15. Uh, That's how. Tony's right. That's how Trump was banned. Like, yeah, that's the full on, like, banned. that's the full Monty. Like, what the fuck did I do? You, you I, I have no idea. Honest, honestly, like, normally there would be a thing. I, I could, I could like go back here in a few moments and, and tell you exactly the one, there is one, there was one tweet uh, that I thought maybe, uh, maybe had something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. One what tweet. Let's, One tweet. Uh, Hang on. Well, it's hard for me to get into my account right now, Larcher. Hang on. It's very. It's actually quite difficult. Wow. Give me just a second. Can you believe this? Count suspended. My God, Clark, you are a, a menace to social society. Hey, did you check out my Browns taking care of our uh, Vikings? They they got it done. How about that, huh? Hang on. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to get over here. Let's see what happens. Got to. Got to try to log in. I should put this up on the screen. Maybe it'd be better. Jay, do you have any idea? Like, have you heard of people getting – Al, have you heard of people getting uh, knocked off for no reason? Right? Me too. I'm not going to bullshit about you. What? I am a shit star. It's true. No, I – honest to God, I think that – I think they made a mistake. I really do. Oh, I could be I wrong. They have very high standards. <laughs> I mean, they, they – they, they, <laughs> Ban the president, the former president, for God's sake. So I'm right up there. Around. I'm right up there with 45. He and I are one in the same. All right. I told you you two act alike before. I mean, you guys have been very similar. <laughs> like a, you, you, you don't like it. You probably don't like him because you're similar to him. Is that what it is? I'm similar to him, so I don't like him. You're, you're not as blunt and direct as he could be. Oh, my wow, God. Wow, Derek Henry is not 10K. Wow. That's crazy. I would have expected that. Um, there it is, Al, right here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You see it? Count is permanently suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, permanently. So I here I'll let me let me go and let me go and look. I don't want to go through the whole damn thing. Wow! Right? Permanently suspended. Like the fuck did I do? your troll game on Facebook because that's well, you were more incognito over there on Twitter. After careful review, we determined your account broke the Twitter rules. Your account is permanently in read-only mode, which means you can't tweet, retweet, or like content. You won't be able to create new accounts. If you think we got this wrong, you can submit an appeal, which I did. Which I did. I can't find. Wow, Breaking Bad, Clark Lawrence. Yeah, I can't. I can't find it on the on the screen because it it changes everything. Like it it removes your ability what to move was, around. What was the tweet you think may have? Caused All right, hang on, hang on. So you could sum it up for us, because I mean the people want to know. I mean this may be an injustice. We might have to get pitchforks and we might have to cancel Twitter altogether. Because we can't, we can't stand for, you know, uh, people just being banned for no reason. So, again, this is, it's very similar to, uh, to how you and I were. I saw this tweet that said, we did it again. Chicago was named best city in the U.S. for an unprecedented fifth straight year, best big city in the U.S. by CNT Travel at Reader's Choice Awards. Which I, which I work in that industry. So then somebody here mentions, except for all the shootings, it's not that bad. So then I do I do. I agree. I, I do agree. And I said this just in. Every big city has shootings. Is that threatening somebody? What, am I threatening that I'm shooting the entire city? No. This is the one that I thought it was. This one here. But, but that's it. Was it here when I commented on Cole Komet in his – and this, is this the one? Like, where, where we're talking about all the good blocking that Cole Kement's doing? I wonder if it's because you have 15 Twitter accounts. I don't have 15 Twitter accounts. I have the Larcher and Lawrence so one. Many. There's, I haven't logged into any of those in like 10 years. I was trying to do shows on Twitter. I was trying to create character ones. We, we were filming a thing. We were filming a thing where I had a... Why do you get so triggered when people point out that there's shootings and we have a gun problem? I don't, we definitely have a gun problem. I don't know. Like I've heard, I, heard, I saw you once with uh, JB, former uh, uh, content manager here of the Larcher and Lawrence show. He posted something about shootings in Chicago, joking around. And you, you got on that, like you, you two started laughing. Oh, ho, ho, shootings. Like everybody's exaggerating. Dude, I hear three, four gunshots every night. I've seen it driving home. I've seen guns fired. I, 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 there's a fucking ATM missing from the thing across the street. I have people chasing me uh, through the street. Who's chasing night. you? Well, you're you're chasing them, too. You, you, you're chasing them a little bit, too. Dude, come out of Chicago. Come out after midnight. Why do you think there's no gun problems? Why no, do I don't know. There are, there are gun problems, and they do need to be fixed. But sometimes yeah, when somebody's trying to celebrate... Sometimes when somebody's trying to celebrate the good of what's going on in the city, I don't see the good of, of bringing that up at that moment. Bring it up on – Because like, when the Nazis had control of Germany, you know, you didn't post a travel blog about how beautiful it is to drive through the country. But I, the internet wasn't around. I didn't have anything to post about it. Here's, here's what you got pissed off about me about that almost ended a friendship. Was very I don't see how it almost ended a friendship. I think, I think, you, posted, you, I think you misunderstood. No, no, there was no misunderstanding. You posted Block Club Chicago 
With a record 15 TV productions currently in the city, Chicago is set to be filming a powerhouse, Commissioner Mark Kelly said. The film industry is booming in Chicago, but production crews need to be mindful of residents as aldermen. And uh, you, you posted awesome under the story. I posted, I'd rather see less shootings. The city doesn't need more things shot here. Clearly a joke about film shootings right. and, and with, that ties in with the gun shootings. Right. And, and then you post, you post back, hold on, hold on, this is your post back. Yeah. yeah. I hate people having more jobs. Like, yeah, like that's the point of my post. The humorous joke about shooting. No, I was. I'm, I'm actually so, against people having jobs. So I never, I, never in there did I mention anything about you uh, having an issue with people having jobs. You're the one, you're the one who thought that. I never thought that you had any issues with yeah. giving. Dash, with, I hate people having more jobs. Is clearly what you're saying there. That is clearly what you're going. That's for. what I'm saying, but that's but that's different from what that's different from what you're saying. Hold on, let's let this play out. Yeah, let's I let post, it play out. I come back with a yeah, me too. One is enough. Another joke. Another brilliant joke. These are these zingers can be on late night television, my man. You know, this is the stuff. That we learned at Second City. This is, the, you know, the humor that, you know, years of the stage work you and I have done together that uh, that has got it. So, yeah, I, I posted, uh, let's see. It, then, in, then instead of, like, understanding it's a joke, you go, I was trying to post something positive happening in our city. I was. More film industry jobs. More film means industry friends. means more jobs. Continue to have steady interest. You and I have so friends with Scott jobs Cooley, in I that industry. It. We have plenty of friends in that in with jobs in that industry. Yes. Hell, maybe Cooley I'd love Maybe I'd love to get over there. And Green and Toby, maybe I would love to get over there. Maybe I would. Oh, you think Sucking up to the film industry on your Facebook page is, is what's going to lead Wait a minute. You wait a minute. Look at here. No, 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 I don't. I'm just giving it props. Like, I'm like, this is awesome effing news. This is a place every day on my tours. I give tours every day. I let people know right now there's a lot of things filming in here. And I tell them that. And for me to be able to tell my tour guides that I think it's absolutely, or to tell my tour guests, hey, now we have more than we ever have. It is actually a growing industry, and we are doing very good with that. I enjoy telling people that. I'm what proud of that. What's that? That's great on a tour. Absolutely. On a tour, so I want to bring that up here. Like, hey, guys, there's good shit happening in Chicago. There, I, we know about the shootings. I see about the shootings everywhere. I see it every morning on the news. I watch it here, and it sucks, and we need to do better at this somehow. Obviously, things need to change, and we're going to start at our end. We're going to start with voting a little bit differently. But in, in the big main thing, I just get tired of seeing shit about it. Oh, and when so it's about a post that's positive, like, that's what bothered me. It, it bothered me in that. Like, I'm sorry about your joke. I'm just, as you said it right at the beginning, Al, I am but triggered by it. I am triggered by it. It's, it I'm triggered by it. Why would I not be triggered by it? Because it's a real issue in your kids and, and your, your life and your family's what? life. Is that Come risk on. until it gets better? I'm, I'm at risk. Come on. Is that not happening in your neighborhood? Like, do you look at the heat map? Yeah, I see where it's happening. I don't feel that I'm at risk. Okay. At all. I'm not concerned. Like, do you walk around, like, thinking that you're going to get shot? That's crazy. Yeah, okay. 
I take walks to school every day with my kids. We walk home from school every day with my kids. I don't think that I don't think we're gonna get shot. There's a chance you could get shot anywhere that you're walking in your life. Right, you're like I'm not walking around with like looking over my shoulder like, oh my god, that person's gonna shoot me. Like that's crazy. That's not how we live here. There's a whole there's a whole other thing going on. We don't live that way. We don't live in fear. But to to just to write it off as a non-issue is, is silly. I'm not saying it's a non-issue. I'm just saying. Well, you are. You're saying oh, it's not a concern whatsoever. It's a concern. It's a concern like uh, like getting into a car accident. That's a concern. I have the same concerns, but I'm not stopping driving my car because of that. There's car accidents every day on the Dan Ryan. There's car accidents every day on the Dan Ryan. There's a few shootings as well. I'm not going to drive on the Dan Ryan any less because... Statistically speaking, there's a shooting on the expressway every other day in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Every other day. It, there's there's a murder every other day on the on the expressways in the city of Chicago, or, or are you talking like outside of the city? No, I'm talking about in the city of Chicago on the expressways. CBS just did a big expose on this. There, exactly half the number of days in the year there's a shooting on the on an expressway. That's in insane, and we need to take care of that. I don't think I don't hope you don't think I'm downplaying that. Like I know we but, need to take care of it. I just think there's a time and a place to discuss it. And when I'm bringing up other things on Facebook, I don't see why somebody has to jump on and leave a message about a shooting. When I'm talking about film industry, yes, it's funny. It is funny, but I don't see a reason to bring it up. I don't. I don't. Everybody does nowadays. And, you know, you made the point about driving safety just because you still you still wear a seatbelt or if, if. you don't. You wouldn't get. You wouldn't get upset if somebody posted on Twitter, "Hey, we should reduce drunken driving because it's dangerous." You wouldn't. You wouldn't get. Oh my God! What do you mean we should? Well, why can't have drunken driving? The, the statistics of getting hit by a drunken driver is so low, we shouldn't even worry about it. I think the context is key here. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do that about drunk driving right now because I'm not. I, I don't see that reported everywhere. It's not blasting me in. It's not blasting. I almost said that. So, it's not right in my face all the time talking about this all the time. Like, so I don't need it. Think- I don't need that in every single aspect of my life. I don't want to go give a tour and have people bring that up. I don't want to have a, you know, I don't, I, this is a very good so conversation. I Listen saying. to this. I appreciate that we're having this conversation because I do want to talk to you about it. I want to learn. I want to fix my ignorance. I want to be better. Absolutely. So what you're saying is the Black Lives Matter people who shove uh, their agenda in people's faces shouldn't be doing that because it's not that big of a problem, statistically speaking, and you don't want to have to hear it every day. And every time somebody makes a comment with it, uh, we should write them off. No, I'm saying – basically what you're saying. No, I I want it to be brought up in places. I think that there's a time and a place for everything. It just feels like – it feels like – Here's, here's the thing. I, I work in a bar, so when I get off of work, it's right when all the bars close, and I see it every night. And quite frankly, you know, there is an intersection I do fear going through. It's Addis. It's uh, Irving Park, on Elston and Irving Park, because I've seen drunk drivers blow through the red light. Ooh. So I'm extra cautious. So are you always watching there? So I, I am aware of it, yes, and I'm aware of what's around me, like – there was there was a guy on my ass doing like thirty five forty in in like a, a twenty when and he was clearly drunk he was swaying in lanes right when I have to make a left hand turn to go onto the side street 
where I live. And I knew if I slowed down to make that turn, there was a chance he was going to rear-end me. So I ended up going an extra couple blocks to be able to safely to safely do it. So, I mean, I do worry about it. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about drunken drivers because of the time frame I work at, which is also the same thing with shootings. I'm right at the time when most of those shootings are happening. That's when I get off of work. I, so it's more realistic. I understand that. Absolutely. I, I get that completely. I'm, I'm glad that you are extra vigilant in that case. Um, I... I agree that your joke is funny. And in fact, I just clicked haha on it. I I agree. Oh, I've, patronizing. I've had to, No, it's not patronizing. That's why No. Talking, uh, it's not it okay, I'll take it away then. Or or is that patronizing? Now now what do I do? You know, you know what also bugs me on Facebook? Now, is when I post when I post something humorous on my own page mm-hmm. and everybody has posted a smiley face, all I ever get from Clark is a thumbs up. It's, it's aggravating. I'm not a big ha-ha guy on Facebook. I still go oh, back no. to years ago. I go back to I years see, and years ago. Everything else. No, years ago, I, 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 I'm like, we're going to like most things. I ha-ha everybody well, else's thing. So this isn't today, the most. Today, the day after Facebook was shut down. Monday, it's a, a Clark suspended Tuesday. <laughs> uh, it's a Twitter <laughs> suspension Tuesday with anymore now because he's been suspended by Twitter. <laughs> it's removed all anger I've had over this situation. Oh and my gosh. This is, this is a sports show we should be talking about uh, guys shooting balls uh, more than... Alright. Alright. That's good. That's funny. I can laugh now. Thank you for discussing it, Al. I, I'll work on well, that. I hate people having more jobs. I'm posting a post about people having jobs and I see shooting. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? Oh, because a movie, you're shooting a movie. Oh, I see. I can't believe I brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't planning to discuss it. I was not. I don't want my balls shot. No, you you want you want like uh, you want to wait. And you don't want your balls shot. You want your balls floated. Like when, uh, when, when Fields throws those beautiful floating balls down the field for, for Mooney uh, to grab and uh, make big plays and Allen Robinson getting more involved in the offense. And, you know, we see life. We see spring. Spring is in the air. Or it actually falls in the air. Damn it, I'm backwards. Fall, fall may be in the air, but we see spring. We see a little bit of life in the Bears' offense when Fields in it. He's the ultimate fertilizer that makes things – well, Nagy's really the fertilizer because he's shit, but – uh, you know, That's fields good. is the water that make makes the plants grow, and uh, I, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. But you know, maybe maybe we get Andy Dalton. Maybe. Um, I uh, I was wondering, Mooney looked pretty good out there, over 100 yards, right? Justin Fields finding Mooney seems to be one of his favorite targets. Allen Robertson made some things happen. Did you play much Mooney in your? Um, did you play much Mooney in your uh, fantasy in your DraftKings this week? Well, I know you did in your little uh, back-to-back wins. I believe it's the first time in league history we've had a back-to-back. Wait, what happened? Two week in a row winner. He who he who shall not be named out loud. Um, two weeks in a row has won uh, the DraftKings Rainmakers League, our, our little uh, weekly game. Oh, I won that this week again. Neat. That's really great. 
Um, Larcher, uh, is it the first yeah. time there's back-to-back winners? Montgomery's injury is definitely a concern. If you're if you're in fantasy, I'd jump on Damian Williams immediately. Absolutely, uh, you got to be on top of that. Hopefully, you had him handcuffed. That would be fantastic. Um, but five to six weeks, Al. After the way I I heard that injury first, and then I pulled it up on the phone. We were on the road um, and watched the watched the play uh, in in real time on the stream. Um, man, I didn't see the exact injury, but it certainly didn't feel good, did it? I mean, I was sick a year, like the whole year. And oh, then wow. and then the next day when things started coming out, I started feeling a little bit better about it. My guy Silva over at uh, uh, established the run. For weeks he's been saying, get on Damian Williams, get on Damian Williams. Montgomery, Montgomery is going to get hurt at some point. And, you know, an idiot, I, I, I kind of said, ah, I don't really have roster room. I'm not going to make that happen. And now I'm paying for it because, you know, in, in FFAB, you're looking at maybe 50% to get him. Although um, at four weeks and the Bears high five weeks out, you're only you're only getting four weeks out of him and two weeks are two weeks he's going to eat, and then there's two weeks of pretty tough uh, running a uh, run game potential. So uh, how like- far how far down do we fall with Williamson? I mean it it falls, but I think he's I don't think it's that much either. Like. I don't know if it concerns me as much if that's one of the concerns going into, I, I want to say Oakland, going into Las Vegas against the Raiders who just played last night with a lightning delay at a dome. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, I don't understand how, yeah, it's open kind of, but how open does it have to be? Like the whole thing's covered. If I was in a machine shed and the sides were off of it, I'd feel pretty all right in that. Can you get hit by lightning looking out the window? No. And especially if there's a lightning rod, like, on top of the building or at a building nearby, like, your chances of like, he just gave him a look like, you are bullshit. You guys are fucking with me. Like, you guys are pissing with me right now. Lightning last night. Anyway, uh, I don't feel that the Bears with Damian Williams, it's a huge step back. Other than they're a great they're a great tandem, and I don't know what Mister Rookie Third Stringer will do. So, yeah, Jay, I'm sure it's happening. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. I mean, there's always an anomaly. I mean, just statistics. That's just the way it goes. I, you know, I really don't know how much impact Montgomery's injury is going to have. I wouldn't write it off as much as you are, but I'm still not as concerned as some because. Damian Williams is good. Like he's a good running back. He's underrated. He's a he's a he's very much like Montgomery, who's been just churning. Like Montgomery has been doing that will and will alone. Like he goes and he's playing hard. You know, he's a dude who I don't know that he has all the skills of a great running back. I mean, he's not a guy. If if there was a redraft now of all the running backs, you know, he, what is he like fifteen? Uh huh. If the NFL started started a league, I mean, there's probably at least 12 guys you're going to pick over David Montgomery, but the dude has moxie, you know, he has the it, he has the drive and the will to succeed. And when he's handed the ball, he falls forward, he fires forward and he makes things happen. And uh, he doesn't have the blazing speed. He's not that big or powerful of a back, 
He's not the most shifty guy, but he he does everything just a little bit above average, you know, and, and it works. It works. How and, does Montgomery continue to get so many yards after the first hit? That's what we're going to miss. How many yards he – and he's not a big yeah. guy either. That's the thing we're going to miss. He gets so many yards after that first bang, you know? He's a, he's a guy – because, again, he's a guy who just keeps – he keeps just – Fighting coming out coming out of Iowa State, that's who we knew he was. But my worry was right. he was just a bit too small, maybe, to be that guy. But he he's not. He he gets it done somehow. Al, can I bring up something about Justin Fields? Yeah. Earlier today, I was watching uh, Lawrence Holmes over there on Twitch for six seventy the score, and he had brought up something about how he, he ended up going somewhere else that I didn't think he would go. And it, but what he said made me made me think about something here. He said the NFL is a quick league to pick up on things. Uh, like defenses will pick up on things quicker. So Justin Fields gets in the league. Defenses, other teams are quick to figure them out. They can figure them out soon. If they go and they're not continuing to start him, if all of a sudden Andy Dalton is in, doesn't it give other teams a bit longer to prepare for a guy like a Justin Fields? Like well, as it goes, like especially if they're not telling him who it is, if they're preparing for both teams – they're going to start to figure out the formula. That how do how do we stop this? Yeah, I mean, yes. If you have a quarterback that gives you a certain skill set that that can lead and win a game, Andy Dalton's skill set is um, risk protection. You know, he, yeah. he he's a guy who who negates risk by by taking less chances. He's a low A dot passer. You know, he doesn't have a, a large depth of throw. He keeps the ball short. He keeps it under the small game. Meanwhile, Fields is an accurate passer who has, you know, more of a, a much higher uh, A dot. And he's a guy who's going to want to look and make accurate throws down the field, which moves an offense far more. Where he's bad is the short game, which is what Andy Dalton runs. So, like, you have these two conflicting offenses. And, you know, if I'm preparing, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm preparing to bring pressure either way. The Bears don't have an offensive uh, line. If Andy Dalton is the quarterback and I'm bringing pressure, I'm winning that game. If Justin Fields is the quarterback, there's a chance that bringing pressure could cause problems, although I would take that risk against the Chicago Bears team because they're not smart enough to screen. Yeah. The – Tony says that Williams is working through. Yeah, he I, he is working through an injury, uh, thigh bruise or something. But it sounds like he'll be around, right? Gosh, what I hope so. Tariq Cohen, I picked him up. I know he's on you the did? top list, but I, I picked him up like I've uh, you know the FF uh, PC that the rosters are so deep, it's hard to get anybody. So I'm like, all right, you know, I I have guys who I know aren't going to see the field this year. Um, so I went ahead and I I snagged. I snagged Cohen, but I don't know. I don't know. Have you heard anything about what's up with Tariq Cohen? I think he's going to be eligible to come off the the pup list or the IR or something, but I haven't heard. I mean, it, there was a setback in there. There was some kind of a setback that he set, right. that he had. So I'm not dude, I'm not 100 percent sure there. A dude with a leg injury who depends on speed. You know, I mean that that's obviously a concern, but you know, uh, if they start getting desperate at running back and he is eligible to play and you know, maybe, maybe he's a solution because now you're bringing a lot of speed onto that offense. You know, you're putting speed on that field. You have Mooney, who's 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 a baller, who's a baller with with blazing speed. 
You have, you'd have Tariq Cohen, who's a baller with blaze and speed. And you have Fields, who's a baller with blaze and speed. You know, so, so you start, maybe you look at maybe, I, I mean, I don't trust this coaching staff to be that creative, but you start thinking of things like the Wildcat, or, you know, you, you, go, you go back to, to some old uh, T-formation football, and, uh, and things, could, things could get interesting. But, yeah, I don't know what his situation is, so. Me, me neither. Uh, can we talk about how, how good uh, Fields looked at times against just the Lions, as people are saying? Absolutely. Uh, he was able to uh, to get some things done. He he seems to thrive at wanting to go for the big play, and when he, yes, he when he can throw that ball as accurate as he did that the, the one long one to Mooney the the sixty some yarder that's that's the one that I'm thinking of. That's the bread and butter right there, man. Uh, yes. Just awesome. I don't know if I've seen anything. I mean. Cutler probably, yeah. I, you know, you've seen him complete long passes like that, but it's few and far between with Bears. I mean, maybe Mitch did it. I'm sure he did, but I don't know. Second, second game, second start, everything seemed all right. Running it with Bill Lazor, so we'll see what we find out tomorrow. If we find out this week, last week didn't they wait on it a minute to and, to know, say who it is? And, uh, yeah, I mean, just an absolute bitch is this naggy. Like what? What a what a bitch move! You know, crying about being asked who's running the offense. You know, his whole response to that. Like this is the last time I'm talking about this. He's just so childish. He's just such a. a he, he's just not a person I want coaching this football team anymore. And you know, you saw what you saw what, what Lazar Laser did out there, and and the ability to to move the ball and, and to play to players' strengths. And, you know, you have a guy who still might take over calling plays because his ego is that big. You know, you have a guy whose ego may keep Justin Fields off the field. I mean, this this guy is just, just god-awful at this point. As a head coach, I would think that he would, he would realize that he can be a really good head coach. And if, if he just – you know, a lot of people in his position, you have people who work under you, and you trust them to perform the job. Bill Lazor to perform this job. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're the guy running the show. He's the guy under you. Have him work with the ah, – run these plays. Get it done. Justin Fields, after the game, what did he say? It was nice to have that – he's up on the sidelines, so he's kind of a calming voice in the headset. He's calling the plays from there. Fields likes the calming voice. Like, I think he's saying a few things. Maybe he's coding it a bit, but he's saying things that obviously show that he is happier on the field having – laser making the play calls which right makes all the sense in the world uh defense got penetrated oh go ahead i wonder if there's a point in the nfl and you know bill belichick's probably a good example of this maybe not because i think he does call the defense but i think there might be a point in the nfl where a head coach may may become less important than than the crew around him i mean that that's the case now in a lot of ways but I feel like, man, you know, a guy like uh, Fangio, you know, I don't know that he should be a head coach. I don't like. I don't know that he has the tools that a, that a head coach needs. But God, is he a great defensive coordinator? Yeah. And then you know you have great offensive coordinators. If you could just get a head coach who's basically the game manager who who's, who's good, you know, like even like a Mike Singletary 
if Mike Singletary was a better game manager, you know, he could lead the team emotionally. He could do the press conferences. Uh, you know what? Mike Singletary is just a bad example at all these points. I, I was waiting for it. Yeah. Yep. I just, I don't know if that's the right choice. Great guy. I, I think he's a nice man. But, you know, a dude is more of a manager who lets the underneath. The problem is, you know, anytime an offensive coordinator has success, they become, you know, a head coach. And that doesn't always translate. Nagy being a great example of that. As a matter of fact, most of the time, you know, you look at all the Belichick guys under him, they're not, they're not as good or, or as well at that head coach position. I think there's dudes who should just be head coaches, um, but the head coach position should be devalued. And maybe even the offensive coordinator gets paid higher than your head coach or a great defensive coordinator gets paid higher than your head coach. The head coach is still the guy, you know, running the meetings and and he's facilitating the organization of football. And I I think that's something, if I was an owner, that's something I would be looking at a a whole new way to look at the power structure of a football team. Um, You know, I, I don't know that it happens anytime soon, but I think in the next 10, 15 years, you can see kind of a shift to that. Right, Rygar? Maybe. You know it. Yeah. yeah. No. I see. Yeah. Uh, I've always tried to, you know, get, get the right tools in the right places uh, with, the, uh, with the Bears. And it's like there have been different times where their defense is great. Lovey Smith, some pretty great defenses. And I'm not going back to the, you know, the 85 Bears even with that, because that's one of the best of all time. But I'm saying they've had solid defenses for a lot of our time as, as Bears fans even the last 10, 15 years, right? There's been a lot of times. Love years, they were pretty damn good. And then Fangio had them up to, I mean, that 18th season, they were one of the best, yeah. if not the best. There's no doubt about it. So, I don't know. Uh, as long as you have those pieces in, but we just need that offense. If we can get a little bit more of that, that would be fantastic. Um, I find it be- is the cat. Come say hi, Rygar. Come over here. Come up here. Say hi to everybody. It's shy. I find it'd be pretty interesting if I uh, showed these tweets here on the night that I was suspended. But it's for the show. It's for the content. Um, this guy says, so I watched Cole comment for the entire first drive just because of all the slander. And he spent most of his time being a key blocker and essentially the quasi-right tackle. Helped spring Mooney on the big play and the four seconds Fields had to throw. So here are pictures from that tweet that he tweeted out. There he is, circled 85 right there, helping out with the block. Yep, there he is, finishing that block, keeping keeping an extra whatever, few se- part of a second. Oh, there it is, still keeping him away. So it's that kind of thing that I – He is a big body. You know, I just kind of discovered that uh, playing Madden. You know, uh, sometimes you, you forget how big these dudes are. And, and, you know, I started throwing him the ball more in Madden. And, uh, like, he's just a dude who, who could plow some cornerbacks over. And, you know, I mean, the great thing about him is, is his ability to block. And, you know. Look at him there. Have, he's right there on, on a Montgomery run. Yeah. When, when, you, when you have problems on the offensive line and you can bring another man in, and he's capable of catching the ball as well, I mean, that, that, that's another tool. That's another tool in the old bag of tricks. And, yep. You know, if we had a, a competent offensive coordinator. Um, well, it seems like they might. Yeah, 
mean, they might. <laughs> I, I really wish we could see if uh, if Elazar would be. Uh, I want to give him the audition for head coach. You know. Yep. I'm ready. Yep. 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 Al. There it is. Is Rygar the cat? Rygar is. Tony, maybe you'll get a chance to meet Rygar. It's been a while since he's shown up. Rygar's pretty awesome. Oh, we're going fishing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, she lo- this is her favorite toy. Yeah. It. <laughs> There's And the cat has made it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rygar the cat. See? Once in a while, a kid jumps into my screen. Not as fun as Rygar. No, not as fun. Al, uh, I didn't see how they did, and now I missed them both. But um, I saw Schwarber for a minute. But tonight in the American League wild card game, which is just a one-game playoff between the starters, the Yankee and the Red Sox, you saw it? The leadoff hitters are Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber, which Al, like, yeah, that's funny in that, but playing leadoff, and neither one of them are anywhere near what a traditional leadoff hitter is. The traditional leadoff hitter is a speedster like a Ricky Hernandez. Um, <laughs> hang on. I wonder Twitter suspended you. Why? You can't keep a thought together. What's no, going on? No, I can't. Ricky Henderson. <laughs> like Ricky Henderson. Uh, so that's just it's just amazing to see. I I'm sure I'll see those moments again. I'll see those leadoffs again. Neither team has a guy on base, so I'm guessing it didn't go well. But uh, it's just wild to see that Cubs team coming down. Uh, it's great to uh, have the White Sox in the playoffs, Al. They've got their hands a little bit full, but they got a hell of a team, and I think they're going to win it. I think the Chicago White Sox are going to beat the Astros, but we'll see what happens. The first two games are Thursday and Friday afternoon. And then uh, Sunday, with the marathon going on here, the Chicago Bears playing at 3 o'clock, people were kind of concerned that the league wouldn't want to put that game in in prime time. But that's about the only time you can. If you're doing a a, a baseball game in the city down at 35th during the Chicago marathon, like, you know how it is. You ever try to get around, like, down that way in the city? You know what solves all of this, Clark? Staying the fuck home. Arlington Heights. Oh, no. No, that has nothing to do with 100%. it. 100%. No, the, we're not talking about the Bears. The Bears aren't even in town. The marathon picks a day when the Bears are out of town, because that's respect. That has nothing to do with it. Well, in the future, they don't have to worry about it. So you're saying, let me get this right. This just in, Al Larcher says the Chicago White Sox should move out of Comiskey and head to Arlington Heights. Do you think the Bears bought that property for them? You know what? I would be happy if all the sports teams moved to Arlington Heights. You just gonna build? Are you gonna bring it back to the '70s craze of the double dome of the dome that holds yeah. both football and baseball? You want to do early season games on the on the infield? Oh, this just in: Al Archer wants to combine football with baseball. Your favorite sport? No, cancel baseball. Your most liked Chicago baseball team, though, is the Sox. Yeah, 100%. of course. And, they should. Twitter should get rid of baseball. Maybe that's why I got suspended. <laughs> he was talking baseball again. Who would have thought? I bought oh, my tickets man. to meet uh, Brett the Hitman Hart in two weeks. Excited. Uh, are you going to Warrior Wrestling? Yeah, I, so I have a prank. What, is that Marion Catholic is where that is? It is Marion Catholic. A lot of people know what Marion Catholic is around here. 
They've basically – can you tell the story? Like they've basically built uh, – So the principal, the principal yeah. there, Steve – Steve, I think, Torillo. He's the principal of Marian Catholic, and he wanted to do a fundraiser, so he wanted to bring in some wrestling because he was a wrestling fan as a kid. And he ends up booking really good show and decides to create it. You know, they made money off the deal. He's like, hey, this is pretty easy. You know, we have this venue. We have this, you know, high school gymnasium. We could book wrestling in it. Let's bring people. Let's just do it right. We'll make it very family, family friendly. We'll just have a good time with it. And so now Marion Catholic has a wrestling team. They have their own wrestling federation. They have an entire uh, uh, federation, you know, with titles and belt, you know, tag teams. They have a, a luchador champion because he brings in a lot of uh, Mexican talents well, from AAA. Yeah. And I just want to clarify that with because a lot of people have gone with their uncle or seen high, wrestling at high schools, right? Like in the right. past. But that's just wrestling federations having theirs at the high school gymnasium. This is right. literally the high school running the federation. Last year, we went to a COVID-friendly outdoor on the football field that was one of the delights of my, you know, experiences of whatever last year was. It was fantastic. These guys are doing a great job, and they're making a name for themselves nationwide. Yeah, they bring, great. they bring in great. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, has been at shows. You know, Lance Archer. Um, I've seen Kurt Angle there. Uh, Kylie Ray. Um, I'm just kind of Nora Suzuki. I feel like Brian Cage. I know you've seen a lot of great things that I. Brian Cage was his world champion. Darby Allen. Um, These are all dudes who've wrestled at Warrior Wrestling who are now big stars. And so the next, their 16th show, their 16th anniversary, their Sweet 16, they're bringing in Brett the Hitman Hart, who obviously can't wrestle anymore. But, you know, he'll be there. They they brought, like, Kurt Angle. They, They did the same thing. He comes out. He says hello. But they're doing like a two-hour meet and greet. They always have a meet and greet with the wrestlers. You know, you you pay. Yeah. You pay. They just up the price. I think it's one hundred and five dollars, and you meet all the wrestlers on the show, and you get to meet you know Bret Hart. And I have a picture with Bret Hart from when I was a little kid. Well, not little, but you know, I was like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. Um, you know, so twenty, twenty, twenty odd years ago, and uh, so I, I had that made into a vinyl print. It just showed up in the mail today, like a nice eight by ten vinyl, like you have on the wall that I always think looks three D. Yeah. With your family and the the bears. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had that printed up. The the photo's kind of shitty, so you know it's not going to look all that great. But I went ahead and. Uh, what I the hell do you call those? So, uh, what do you call those? The the prints. I don't know. That prints. are kind of not vinyl. Yeah, uh, it'll get somebody will help us out there. Oh. Uh, Tony wants to bring out Honky Tonk Man. I actually I got to meet him at a at a meet and greet at a buddy of mine's theater in Chandler, Arizona, because he lives right there in a town right by there. So, uh oh, there's the Brett the Hitman Hart with with larger. Yeah. It, oh, look at that WWF hat that you had. That That's amazing. Pre- well done. I, I get some the shades there. Uh, you got two. I only had two chins in this picture. You know. Bret Hart was uh, looking for some ladies in the hotel lobby. He was looking for some local hookers. Wow. Um, I, I got a quick picture with him before, uh, you know, he met up with the ladies. Wow. Was he looking, was he asking, like, was he asking you about about that, or that's already lined up through other people? No, no, no. He was, he was down. I figured a guy might ask the, the DJ or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, you, I, you were in radio, I, I right? 
Oh, okay. No, All I was right. a kid at that point. Yeah, I'm yeah. like 15. And no, that. he's not going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Oh, man. Why do you look younger now? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I had a whole Jim Ross thing going on back then. I, you know, in... in it bugs me because people used to be like, oh, you look, look, it's mini Jim Ross. And I'd be like, fuck you. But it, it, you but know, now that you're looking back on it, you're like, oh, the era, the country. Looking back, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was a country guy. Country oh, that's annoying. Guy. Oh, that's still annoying as hell. That's insane. Let's see if I find my Jim Ross picture here. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm really excited about that because um, I was never a huge Jim Ross guy or a uh, uh, Bret Hart guy, but as I've gotten older, I have so much respect for him. Like you can't you can't be a wrestling fan and not have crazy respect for the dude. No, not at all, not at all. And he goes to extra lengths to make sure he gets the job done. Yes, he does. Al, I I still have a lot of fun watching the Wednesday night show. I never find time to watch the Friday night show much. I I understand why. Those ratings are down for AEW. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. they're still a little over a million, but they definitely have dropped from the the height of the the new guys showing up. That punk, the punk uh, love has worn off a little bit for AEW, just a bit. They'll turn them at some point, though. I've got I've got faith in the company that they're going to figure this one out. I know I know you know our buddy Andrew says that Kenny does too much silly shit, and you agree with him a little bit there. That's fine, but man, when he's good, he's good. That Brian Danielson match, I don't think we ever talked about it, but that match with Kenny Omega, what a fantastic free match. Yeah. It was it was great. There's Stone Cold. I hear I hear yeah, there's me the cowboy hat and a total Jim Ross uh, going on there. Um I I uh I heard that the Kenny Omega Matt or uh Matt Jackson match from Friday is worth seeing. And that there might be potential in Matt Jackson as a singles wrestler. Okay. I'm not sure which one wrestled. But, uh, Were they a tag so, team or did they wrestle against each other? No, no, it was a singles match. They had a singles match on uh, Friday. Omega? I think it was Omega Jackson. Or No, no, you're right, because they're in the same stable. It was Jackson and maybe Brian Danielson. Yep, I think that's what it was. Okay. I I fell asleep watching it and I just I I couldn't pick it back up but I'll get back there. Uh, yeah, I'll get back because there. Of, because of fantasy football, man, I have I'm not seeing a lot of wrestling. I, I bet. Still, about the only show I'm really watching is the Wednesday show. Wow. Um, you know, I listen. I'll listen to like a podcast post Raw as I'm because I like uh, Monday's kind of my game night. Mm-hmm. So I was playing some XCOM. And, uh, you know, I threw on, like, the, post, uh, the post-show talk of, of Monday Night Raw. Plus, it's the draft. I just don't give a shit because it's meaningless. <sighs> so so yeah. I'm not really watching WWE right now. So I don't know what's going on on SmackDown, on Raw. I am watching uh, Dynamite on Wednesdays and then Explosion or whatever on Friday if I could get to it. It was the longest, loudest pop I've been a part of was at Rampage at the United Center when CM Punk came out. That's just real. One of the loudest pops at a sporting event that I've ever had that's right up there with it was uh, when Kyle Schwarber hit a home run at game four of the NLDS in 2015. It went on top of the scoreboard. 
that was a good live experience. But the CM Punk was longer, the loudest, longest pop that I've ever been a part of. It so lasted through can... an entire song plus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I really got into it uh, there. So this weekend, uh, this weekend, Daily Fantasy, I, I really felt like the strategy was to go to, to spend down at quarterback and go with, uh, like, some of the lesser-owned guys. And my top team, only I only had one team put up over 200 points. Uh, it put up 203 points. It was a, a Heineke stack. I stacked Heineke, Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin. You know, Heineke put up 27 points. Uh, McLaurin put up 33 points. And Gibson put up a meager 15 points. And I ran it back with uh, Mike Davis, who put up 10 points. You generally don't want to play your running backs against each other, so that was kind of a faulty strategy there. But not a great week for me in fantasy. Um, I was right in the strategy, but the game I really swung and missed on and it's funny because I streamed him in a lot of, like in any of the year-long leagues where I had to stream a quarterback Tyre- this week. Oh, hurts. I, played, I picked up Sam Darnold and played Sam Darnold because he was on every waiver wire, and he was the number one scoring quarterback on the week with 36 points. Nice job. Um, but I didn't stack him or play him in DraftKings, even though I knew that Carolina-Dallas game was going to be big who, and that there who, were clear who was his, uh Anderson? What's that? Who's who stacked best with him? Who who was the or did he did he spread it around? Darnold. No, he he had. I mean, it was a clear stack up. DJ Moore put up thirty four. Oh, I missed so that. I missed it completely. If you would have skinny stacked him, skinny stack means just one player. You you DJ Moore. How is that a stack at all if it's just one player? Oh, you well, mean Sam, the quarterback and a player? Too, yeah. <laughs> okay. Instead of double stack, you skin, you sis to yeah, yeah. skinny stack. Yeah, yeah. And then the run back, all you had to do was, uh, uh, well, Amari Cooper at 18 points was the right run back. Um, I'm sorry, Dalton Schultz, who who was talked about as a possibility. The tight end for Dallas put up 17 points at at 3,400. So if you would have ran it back with the tight end and stayed away from the uh, chalky uh, Dallas wide receivers, you would have been golden. Like that was a smart play. And I missed it. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. I kind of got like, yeah, I don't know. I feel comfortable playing a lot of DJ Moore outside of stacks. And truth be told, he was one of my highest owned players on the week at twenty percent. So I was on DJ Moore. I was right. I just should have played the stack. Although I probably would have double stacked um, with Terrence Marshall. And I think Terrence Marshall he put up seven points at four K. So. Uh, that would have hurt me. I don't think I would have gotten there regardless, even if I played the stack, but it was definitely the way to go this week uh, or last week. Uh, Okay. Hey, if you can make it shareable, uh, we we could do that too. If, if that's a possibility, but. um, Oh oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been able to listen to podcasts, Al, the last, uh, the last few weeks here Uh uh, before playing. And I mean, and, and that's been the difference so far. Like, um, I I'll listen to them and, and I'll write down a couple of players. I don't have all of that much time to go into the research, you know? So I, well, I've, de- I've definitely gotten lucky. Like all of your research is going to like, I, I've just had a couple of, and I'm just talking about in that cash game here. Uh, but I mean, I, the Jalen hurts thing like the, and, and Smith, that was, 
that was thrown out there. And I know, like, was Hurts too much for you to play? Well, I played a lot of Hurts. Okay. I played a lot of Hurts. I was very high at Hurts. Let me see what my actual play You may not have ran him back with Hill. You must not have lined that one up. No, no, no. I was very high on Kelsey over Hill. I took a stand to play Kelsey over Hill. And if you look here on the screen, my number one quarterback on the week was Jalen Hurts at 16% ownership. You know, my second highest is Wilson at 11. Okay. Tyler Heineke, I hit with that at 10%. Kyle Murray, 9 Everyone else was uh, under 10%. You know, I got some Justin Fields at 7%, which wasn't a horrible play. Um, but, yeah, no, I felt Jalen Hurts for sure was the play. And uh, let me see what I did. Select, let me just I mean, he was team. played 30% of the time. A little bit high ownership. Man, it, it's about it's about going against the grain a little bit. There are things oh. you have to do. The the 10% guys, if, if a 10% played guy scored 20 points, that's huge. Well, one of, the, one of the strategies that is in my formula when I generate teams, so one of the rules that I set is one player must be projected at under 5% ownership. Okay. So that makes when sense. I'm running, when I'm running the optimizer, I mean, that, that, that's, just a, that's just a hard rule. Because if that guy's hits, you did in that position better than 95% of people. Like, that's Correct. great. That's it, it's great. Just, it's, a, it's a huge statistical advantage it gives you just having that one player. Um, and that's one of the things, like, people worry about ownership and playing games that are really highly owned. You can, and in many cases you have to play highly owned games, but you have to find the sneaky play. You know, it's not always going to be Mahomes and Hill. You know, there's going to be days where Hardman is the right play. You know, and he puts up, you know, 20 points, and Hill has a bad day and puts up 18 points. Like, those are the, those are, that's when you win is when you go against the grain. I played a lot of um, – so my stack with Devontae, uh, with, with, with Hertz, I went heavy into rigor because he was more – he was cheaper. He was $1,000 more than Smith. I really should have just stuck with Smith. Smith was the guy I wanted to play. Um, I didn't go in from this point forward during the rest of the year. I'm probably going to play a lot of Devontae Smith and Hurt uh, uh, stacks. I think that that's the way to go. And I think a skinny stack is fine with Philadelphia. Anytime you have a quarterback who has equity through their legs, then a skinny stack is appropriate. Um, I might even have skinny, skinny stack this game. I think I did. Because um, what I wanted to do was skinny stack – the Philadelphia side, and then run it back with a double stack of uh, of uh, Kansas I'm City. Sorry, no, this is me. Okay, yeah. Like I like I wanted like a Hardman uh, Hill combo, something of that nature. I only played three percent on the week of Tyreek Hill. That's three percent total, not just in stacks. So I played almost no Tyreek Hill, and he goes for fifty points. Hard to recover from that. You know, it's 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 very smart. Very smart in tournament play to bet against the high-priced wide receivers who tend to come with chalk. Who because nine out of ten times they're not going to give you that result of fifty points. Right. So I bet against Tyreek Hill and I failed. I did think Kelsey was the best play at tight end on the week, and although he was a hundred dollars more than Hill, I was willing to play him. I had five percent on him total, mm-hmm. um, and, and that killed me. I mean, that that really hurt me because he puts up. Six points. Ouch. You know, I spent $8,000. Yep. I mean, that's, that's why I don't like playing the tight end position. That's why I don't like gambling on the tight end position. Generally speaking, 
And as a whole, I did punt on the tight end position, which I do most you, weeks. Like if you look at my total exposure, yeah. Um, let me go. Uh, I had two teams this week that went over two hundred. Al, uh, one was wow. in the Millie Maker. Um, that one made me uh, six. Uh, I played two teams, uh, and so I profited sixty because I won a hundred on it. If I had played my team from the DK Rainmakers from your league, yeah. um, I'd uh, I'd have profited four hundred and forty dollars in there. That that's the difference. I had like two hundred five in the other one, and in in in, in the Rainmakers I was at two fifteen this week. You made you made a very fatal mistake with that. Well, number one, it was a tournament team anyway, so you should have played it. And now it's it's official. We have enough players now where the only way you're going to win the Rainmakers League is to play more of a tournament-based team over a cash team. And, uh, you know, you did you did it this week. You played more of a tournament team than a cash yeah, team. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand, there's a difference in tournament play between a field of 100, a field of 10, and a field of wanting to win. A win. So I did, shouldn't have taken a chance on a guy like Mooney uh, in, in a cash game. You want to have more guys that are chalk, right? You want to just score yeah. as many points as possible. So right there, definitely chalk, right? I'm spending up on Henry. Boom. What did you say? He should be 10000 this week. I got him at a yeah. deal last week. Did I not? Deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I played him too. Like, Henry was a no-brainer. Derek Montgomery played a lot. Jalen Hurts played a lot. Not like Derek Henry played a lot, but played quite a bit. Those are guys that I want to get, get me there. So Tyreek, Tyreek I, I did take it off of a podcast talking about tournament yeah. play. I definitely did, but everything else I played it like, a, well, and you can call me out on it. I, I feel like I played everything else as more of like a, no, because they're all 10 percenters. Tell me what I did wrong. Tell team one for the second straight scroll week, down, what scroll, I did wrong. Scroll down at the bottom. What do you have here? What's that? Three, three points, right? Yeah. My defense I'm did not score you, much. Like you, you have a decent, who, you, you have a decent tournament play here, and I, this is why this is one of the things that screwed you. What's nice is that forty percent of the teams in the league also right, right, right. only got three points. But hear me out here. You have three points. Who's your Who's your running back? Uh, I had Montgomery and Henry. Okay, so you played your defense against your running back. Never do that. Never. Never do that. That that's amateur rule number one. You're you're, you're betting against yourself. So that would have moved you immediately off of the Lions. And it probably would have put you in a position to get even more points on an otherwise perfect week because it was a perfect week minus your defense. So, you right. know, for that same, yeah. for that same yeah. price. Could I found somebody for the same price that would have scored me more? Absolutely. You're right. Yeah, that's a great point. Just a couple more points there. But this isn't even the team that I put in. This, this is the team that was in yours. So I, I did enough to win. I, I mean, I did – I mean, if we're going to look at it – I did, a, I did a lot to it. Like, Al, what did you score? Right, right. But, again, I'm just, this is just a teaching moment here. Of Can you teach me about your strategy. team real quick while we're at it? Like, or am I being a dick? I'm not being a dick. Like, I'm seriously yeah, I'm asking actually, you, like, yeah. obviously yeah, every, but obviously everything went. Obviously everything went cold, though. But I want to hear, you're like, you, you can back up this team that you put in. I know you can. And I you think know, you're right. No, you're a genius. You know all this. So no, I, I, you're fine, I, you know. no, I think you're right. Al. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, you uh, you scored more points two weeks. Well, hang on, hang on. I mean, How many did you have? Okay. No, Larcher. 
I understand. Like, I appreciate like your knowledge. I, I, yeah, and I'm not, but I'm not talking to you, Clark. I'm trying to show the listeners how to play better fantasy through a mistake you made. I agree, and I appreciate you're aware, that. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, no, you're an expert. I get it. No, I'm not an expert. You're no, you're no, the guy. No, you are. You are the expert. You are the best. <laughs> so I'll help Clark. You know what? What do you what? Uh, you know, one of the things that bugs me about about you Schultz is showed up. Uh, you never you never seem to share your information or your tips to help people get better. Like you always keep things close to the best. So why don't you tell us what we need to do this week? Why don't you give us some advice? Well, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to go you need to grab the um the fantasy footballers podcast, the DFS one. The one that comes out on Thursday or Friday. Listen to that. Go and pick a team. Uh, you know, write down everybody that they talk about in stacks, listen to their other information and stuff. And then uh, just uh, go and put your team into your program and see what happens. And then boom, then you win. Marcia, this is yours. I didn't like, Al, you realize I'm just trying to say that I'm getting lucky and I appreciate your information. No, 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 you got this. Like, uh, oh, boy. The king, baby. Oh, boy. Where, where are we going here? How are you? Uh, the Cowboys just released Jalen Smith. If you want to post, put that on the screen there, Clark. There's a... You want to put what? If you want to share my screen. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you were ready. I, I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is my profit margin of all the years I've played fantasy football. We're plus oh, twenty thousand, dude. Uh, can we share yours? Well, let's get yours up there. You, yeah, mine. <laughs> you, these, big spikes, these are tournament wins, Clark. These are this is see you, you play. You know, this is me before I knew how to play. You are absolutely the drafting. And for you podcast listeners, Larcher spent like uh, when before you knew how to play the game, sixteen and seventeen, hanging out kind of a uh, near the top green, then 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 in the red, like but just barely in the red in October of 17th. And then all of a sudden that the, the middle of the 17 season, the middle of the 2017 NFL season, it I mean, raises yeah. up to the green. What did, what did you, oh, you, you jumped up how many percent? I mean, I can't even, I can't even I tell. Won, at this point now I'm up to uh, 2,600 a week later. I'm up 10,000. That was the, the year of new Japan. That was the year you went to wrestle kingdom. That's New Japan. Yep. And then we go on a little bit of a downward slope, as you do with tournaments. But if you notice, my slope is very small. I don't. I'm not oh, tanking. I'm no, not you, there tanking. was no tank. It's just kind of a a mild going down. You know, just very mild. And then this is tournament play, so a very high risk game. So of course you're going to lose. And, and then, then boom, another win. That was last year, right? That was last year. And boom, now, this here year, we we're, sit. We're back on the decline. That's all right, just barely, just a little bit. So, you know, I it's just uh Well, I think that there's waves in, in any career. Like with uh, you know, Bias is big on that. He'll have a huge upswing. He he dives a little bit more, which you did a great job of just keeping it kind of even keel. And then you made the jump. You're really good at this game, Larger. You are very good at this game. I mean, not not as good as you, obviously. No. You know. I mean. How many how many year long leagues did you win last year? 
three. Out of how many? Three. Boom. I mean, 100% ROI like you are the king, brother. There it is. What can I say? I'm the greatest uh, that's ever played this game. Come on, buddy. Um, we can uh, my, yeah, my tournament team in the in the Millie Maker. That's the one that could have really uh, could have gotten it done. Um, it was. What, uh, what did you stack? No, it it couldn't. I wanted to. If I would have uh, thrown Tyreek in, that was my mistake. Hang on, let me uh, let me go grab it real quick. Pull it up here. I'm gonna pull it. I'll break it. Uh, I'll break it down for you if you don't get offended. There's I. I was not offended, Larcher. That's not me offended. That was me, yes, anding you. I was trying to create. Uh, I was trying to take a status and let you take a different status. Well, I mean, Twitter. Man, this, this, these are all probably reasons why. Why Twitter suspended me? Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's yeah. a lot of money to eat. What did, what did Jalen Smith do? Is he just, just playing bad, or was there like an off? Incident? How much money is that? Like a lot. Like they they, they just signed they just re-signed him. All right. So you have uh, you got Henry, smart play, Montgomery. Look that that was an issue. Um, Wait, hang on. No, this is still the other team. Sorry. Hang on. I definitely on the week faded more on Montgomery than I should have. I just I didn't like usually I won't play Montgomery at all for his price point. But this week I played him, and I, I actually that's not true. I played him at eighteen percent, but I wasn't really high on him. Like it wasn't, and I invested a lot in Delvin Cook, which was obviously a mistake. Over Henry, I played nine percent of Henry. I played nineteen percent of Delvin Cook. Did you did you think the Bears defense was that, or the the Bears offensive line was that bad? Do you think the Bears offense was that bad? Which is why Cleveland did all right, because you played Minnesota, you played Cook anyway, or is it just because he's Delvin fucking Cook and the price was right? Well, it was because he's he was eight K, he was at like three projected four percent ownership. Nobody was going to play him because he's coming off an injury, and if he goes off, he goes off. Who potentially could put up fifty points, forty points at. Uh, no ownership, and you don't see that very often. So that's why I went with it, and it was dumb. It was a bad play. So that was one. That was one of the spankers on the week I made. Yep. All right. Hang on. I've got it coming up. Sorry about the delay there, buddy. That's ridiculous. But uh... twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. Yeah, I was almost 60% of my tight end plays this week was under uh, 4K. And uh, that actually was a pretty good strategy because it was a shit week at tight end. So, you know, I did take a, I did take a chance with, with Kelsey, but generally speaking. There's the play that paid off that down. people didn't expect. But So, yeah, you see it there. It's Hurts. It's David Montgomery. It's not up there, bud. Oh, sorry, bud. Hang on. Thank you. Uh, it's Jalen Hurts at quarterback, David yeah. Montgomery at running back. There, is yeah. it there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Edwards Alaire. I threw in Woods. That that one didn't really uh, didn't really quite pay off. But there's Tyreek. Tyreek there, Devontae Smith, 
Ingram, Ingram and Adams. Man, that's Adams was your fail. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was it. So. Yeah, I mean that that was a really good tournament team that made sense. Uh, you, you had a, you had a good stack going. You just you ran it back with the wrong guy. Um, Sorry, I'm going to uh, to look for it for that team. No, hang on. Oh, I guess it was only 193. I'm sorry. I thought I was over 200. I was bragging that I scored 200. But yeah, that one won me 100. If I'd have done the 215, it would have paid me 500 bucks. So, so be yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's doable. I mean, like you, you can, you can get there. Um, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta get your stack. You gotta believe in your stack. Um, I imagine that team is fairly chalky. I've been playing two different teams. I mean, I think 40 bucks and. It seems like so far I'm I'm ahead in the Millie Maker. I'm going to keep playing in it. Like I'll keep playing two teams. I know that that's not necessarily your strategy, but I don't it mind. Works. I don't mind I playing that thing. Like it's not going to. It might not win me anything big because I don't have that many chances at it. But it might. Well, it might. There's plenty of players who are playing two, three uh, entries and winning the Millie Maker. So it's it's very realistic. And guess what? If if you if you win the Millie Maker. Your little graph chart, like mine, it will be much higher than mine, and then you officially will be the king. So, <laughs> and then, and then how? How's the rest of the show gonna go? When you're, are you gonna be pissed at me? No, you're gonna be. <laughs> it's be over. I cancel Clark. Uh, Kevin Small would like to know how is this the topic of discussion when the Sky are one win away from the finals? Um, how about this? Tomorrow night down at Wintrust Arena, down there, just over there by McCormick Place, just uh, in the south loop there, about 22nd in Michigan, right around there, the new DePaul Arena. How about that? Tomorrow night, the Connecticut Sun are coming here. The Connecticut Sun, the, like, just, they are the ones who always get it done here, Al. The Connecticut Sun are the, the team to beat. So, um, Kevin, I'll be watching. I was debating taking the whole family down, but there's just no time for that right now. So uh, Hazel and I will watch again. We've watched a couple. I saw that game where Vandersloot had the triple-double. Fantastic. Very nice to have somebody like Candace Parker on the team, the veteran who is here. We'll see what happens. It's a game away. Right now, Al, it's two-to-one sky. They took one from Connecticut while in Connecticut. It's that This team is a lot of fun, Kevin. I hope you're still there. But, yeah, this team right here is absolutely a ton of fun, Al. I'm telling you, I want to get my girls' season tickets next year. Like, I would love to take them there often. 54 bucks for, like, for like our seats that we had for All Out. Yeah. Or it might be a little more center court. But that's just a lot for, for everybody. And we all have to have tickets now. Like, we all have to. I, I can't. I can't sneak Vera in as an under two year old anymore. You know what I mean? Sure. We we lost that due to COVID. We lost a lot of free sports times due to COVID. But uh, yeah, there's your Chicago Sky minute. Thank you, Kevin. I've been waiting for you to join in on the conversation. Bringing kids that young to a sporting event is just ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you what. Six months and younger is fine. They're generally not mobile. You just carry them. That's awesome. Yeah, you what can if just... they're crying? No, they they won't. There's so many stimulants around. You just keep them fed and change them. Like, it's good. Trust me. And it's it's a big environment. Like, their cry isn't heard as much as normal. 
Larcher, you can bring a kid except to an that, event. Except the, except the asshole sitting next to you. They don't even hear it. They don't yeah. even hear it. Oh, no, oh, no, no. A three-month-old? Oh, my God. A three-month-old is great because you're like, why is it going to cry? Well, just put it on a boob. Boom. We're good to go. All is fine. I mean, not mine. I, yeah, I, 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 I moved I, to mine there, but I'm not. I honestly think they should ban kids under seven from any event. Any no, any, what, what kinds of events? Anything that's adult-oriented. No, like movie theaters, they're going to have a band. They can, they can have the under seven night on Wednesday night or Wednesday during the day. You know, that's fine. You know, the old people and the kids can go watch the movies together. But, like, standard speaking, kids under seven should be banned from uh, most movies, most uh, sporting events. Uh, True. Kevin, it is. It's the WNBA, and there's nobody sitting next to you. Uh, there was a bit of a crowd there the other night for them. I, I hope they have a, another crowd again tomorrow night. We'll see. All lower you level. Know what? I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm saying the larger stance is any WNBA games you can bring your kids to. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> is that the official stance? Let them go. Let good. Go. Sweet. I have, I have the official larger approval. I appreciate that so much. You can bring Rygar the cat. I mean, the, everybody, the whole crew can go to those games. Yeah, right, Absolutely. Yeah, baby. Yeah? Is that all you got to say? Yeah, oh, it's right. perfect, brother. Where are we going? Are we going to go over to next week or what? Yeah, we can, we can take a peek. Uh, you know, I don't have a good feel on anything yet. I haven't done any research. Or well, this is the early. Work. This is the early go, early. right? Oh, last week on the show, you know what? The, you know what stack I made, right? Oh, yeah. Which stack? It was uh, Hertz and uh, Devontae Smith. So oh, yeah, of course. If I, if I did. So I was right. Like, I, I, I saw ahead. Uh, Jalen Hurts is also popping again this week. He's now up to 7K. He's the most, the second, uh, third, fourth most expensive quarterback and probably one of the more expensive ones I, I'd like to, to play. Uh, uh, we do not have – What's his name on the on the uh, the list this week? Kyle Allen is off the list. He's not in the main slate, so you don't have to worry about destroying the main slate. Um, looks like Patrick Mahomes is off the main slate. Chiefs are off the main slate, so you're going to want to look at guys like Kyle Murray against San Francisco, Jalen Hurts against oh man, Philadelphia Carolina is going to be the game, you know. And I'm probably going to be a, a Stone idiot, and I'm probably going to play the Carolina this this week, you know, because I missed it last week, and uh, that's probably the the wrong thing to do. Yeah, but cousins, but maybe maybe doing the wrong thing is actually doing the right thing. You know, you got to maybe. maybe some people are going to zag, and you're going to zig. It's a week that there's so little quarterback equity. Tom Brady at 7400 has to be looked at against the Miami Dolphins. Um. You know, I mean, there's a guy who, who could win the week as far as points goes at quarterback without using his legs at all, which is rare. Um, yeah, Kyle Murray's probably in the best spot. Dak Prescott against the Giants. Dallas, Dallas uh, Giants, Cowboys, always always a big play. But yep. for $100 more, you could get Jalen Hurts. And, uh, yeah, let's see, what else? Uh, Ryan Tannehill against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tannehill's look bad. Um, has, hasn't been producing from a fantasy perspective, but 
if you go ahead and uh, a lot of red, a lot of red this year. If you go ahead and you play him this week, he may come at some low ownership. And, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars are such a shit show that it just might be a nice sneaky play that gets him, you know, 30 points. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, he was putting up 31 points, 37 points, 33 points. He had big games last year. And we, we know it's in his wheelhouse of possibilities. And at this low price, uh, I think he's definitely going to be a good tournament play, uh, depending on where his ownership falls. If everybody thinks he's going to be a good tournament play this week, then he's going to be a bad play. But um, there might be uh, some people. The second cheapest quarterback on the list is Justin Fields against the, the Raiders. And uh, that, that's a game I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to be on Justin Fields this week. If uh, if he is indeed the, if he is indeed the starter, what do you, what do you feel on that right now? If you had to, if you had to think, uh, if you had to, if somebody asked you exactly right now, you have to answer who is going to start for the Chicago Bears. Who do you think is going to start? If, if Nagy is an absolute donkey and he and he wheels uh, the red rocket out there. Oh my gosh! You know, then I mean, this guy is just a complete nutter, like uh, just full on donkey, and he's not worth our time. Wow. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta think he's not that big of a donkey, and uh, uh, Fields will play. I can't but. believe this is where we are. Like, I just can't believe this is where we are. It's an unreal place to be as a uh, as a Chicago Bears fan. Green Bay, Green Bay Bengals. That kind of excites me. I feel like those two teams could could, could each other. I am concerned that the the pass rush of the Green Bay Packers could dominate Burroughs and just shut down to the passing attack. But we've seen we've seen the Cleveland Browns put up points. Jamar Chase, an absolute steal right now at 5,800. He's the number one wide receiver. You know, I think 30 points is in his wheelhouse uh, as a possibility. Right now, he's a projection. I, I like that play a lot. Cleveland, you know, those two guys, and you know, you you saw, you played Devontae Adams this week and you got burned, and now you come back to him, he's, he's like $100 more than last week, Ooh. you know, that's going to scare some people off, so that game might be a nice stack, that might be that. a nice sneaky stack to go after. Who they got, Cincinnati? You have higher ownership that, yeah, Cincinnati, yeah. who again, like I said, yep. you've got a number one wide receiver in Chase, you got Joe Burrow who can throw the ball. Um, things could happen. That, that, that's like a decent game to get at. Well, like that yeah, a lot. it means they could be passing. You know, there's a lot. Of, that's a good idea. There's a lot of stinkers on the board. You know, New England versus the Titans. You know, the Titans have a projected team total of 15 points. Not excited about that at all. The Saints and the Washington Redskins. The, the Redskins defense has been playing terrible, but they could turn it on at any point. The Saints offense has been playing terrible. I don't see them turning it on. That's a game I'm going to look at maybe the running backs, and that's probably it. Then you get the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Carolina Panthers. That's a game I'm definitely going to want to invest in. That's a, that's a sneaky game that, that could work. Yep. Jacksonville, Tennessee, it's another game I'm going to look at. Um, the Lions, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota plays a re- – they always put up a lot of points, but, man, they play at such a slow pace. And the, the uh, Detroit Lions are not going to force the Minnesota Vikings to start throwing that ball and play at a higher pace. That's another – it's a good. It's going to be a good week at running back. There's a lot of running backs in great positions. You know, Minnesota at home, Delvin Cook at home versus the weak-ass Detroit Lions. He's going to be a must-play. Let's see what his price is. What? 
Overall, it seems like over unders are are a little bit down this week. Yeah, because you don't you don't have explosives offenses playing each other anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the most explosive game on the board is probably that Green Bay Cincinnati game. Well, how about the Carolina Eagles game? Um, and crazy enough, uh, Dallas and the Giants. They've got one of the yeah. highest. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's your late game. You have two. You have two games in the late slot. Um, you have uh, San Francisco and the Cardinals playing at four twenty-five, and uh, New York and Dallas playing at four twenty-five Eastern. Um, so those are good games. You know, you you could try to play those stacks late and then pivot if things go wrong. So try to play your uh, your high risk plays early, and if they hit, then you just play the safe stacks in those late games, which they do exist. Man, I don't know what's going on with Hopkins. I need to go back and watch some Carolina film because yep. the, the Arizona Cardinals are playing great football, but you know DeAndre Hopkins is not getting the plays, and his price is going down. He's seventy six hundred for a number one ride receiver with a thirty point ceiling potential, and I'm going to guess he's going to have very low ownership. I mean, the guy is, uh, but I don't know if there's if there's something going on that I don't know about. Like you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been a stone. Loser is an investment all year. I keep playing him. I keep playing him in stacks, <clears throat> thinking that 30, 40-point game is coming, and it's just not. Um, you know, he's put up 15 points, 5 points, 10 points. I mean, Kyler's still a good quarterback to have, right? Like Kyler's been great. He's right? been, he was the number one QB like, that I had in, in one of my year-long leagues. It, I, I feel like I got lucky on him so far. I mean, he, he popped, and then he's been – as his price has kind of gone up, he's starting to just to, to struggle a little bit. He's had some tough opponents these last couple of weeks. Okay. But he's a guy who absolutely is a guy you have to look to play every week. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's getting into that territory where he's priced near Josh Allen. And if I have to pick between Josh Allen and the Bills offense versus Kyle Murray and the Arizona offense – I'm probably going to lean towards the Bills, but the Bills aren't on the slate. And Rondell Moore has been an absolute steal. I mean, his price is coming up, but I mean, he's been the guy to pair uh, him with. And I guess he's Arizona's been down these last couple weeks, but that's just been a matter of uh, opponent. Um, but they're playing the San Francisco 49ers this week, uh, who I feel like have been pretty decent on defense. They just kind of confirm confirm yeah. that. I think I so. Like they're definitely beatable. Game logs. Yeah, I mean, you've been able to throw on them. They've been giving up a lot to the uh, to the wide receiver position. Um, they've been pretty tight. They've been really good against the tight end, but that's not really a factor in that game anyway. Um, I mean, they're averaging about 21 points to, to uh, running backs and about 20 points to quarterbacks. But, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty high on their uh, receivers. So, if you Debo Samuel week, go back to him. You know, he had a great week last week, uh, put up a bunch of points. I think he's the clear run back here. But, you know, 38 DraftKings points last week from uh, Debo Samuel. 12 targets, 8 catches. The week prior, 10 targets. The week prior, 10 targets. Uh, that's all the same week. Never mind. Just repeating itself. 12 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets, 12 targets. He's getting the, he's getting the number one opportunities. And uh, 
when he has a big game, it's a big game. It's a massive game. So none of the receivers are projecting all that well. You know, price point is kind of an issue. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Whereas, man, I'm going to go back to it. I'm still the Giants. The Giants game. The Giants Dallas game is definitely sexy, but it's like, who do you play on the Dallas or on the New York Giants? Ingram. Maybe you go back to Ingram at no money. Right. You take very little risk, and if he gives you say 15 to 18 points, man, you're you're winning. You're printing money. Um, Schultz, another sneaky play. <laughs> Had to be a big week last week, so he's getting some usage for the tight end position for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, everyone's going to be looking at the wide receivers. Maybe you sneak it through. You know, eight targets, seven targets, two targets, six targets, zero touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown. So they're looking at him in the red zone. That's a good price for a sneaky play in the red zone there. Yep. And then CC <clears throat> Lamb and Amari Cooper, it's just too cheap. Like, you know, that's these guys are cash game plays for sure. CC Lamb with a 24-point ceiling, who, who's kind of struck out the last couple of weeks, I think is is a like a must play. That's a smash play, cash games. And depending on where his tournament uh, percentage is, he might be a good tournament play. But I think this game might get overowned. And Vegas says uh, that it's the highest scoring game of the week. That's why they might get overowned. Yeah, exactly. You know, dudes who just look at box scores or just look at Vegas over unders are going to jump to that game. Where I'm telling you, this Carolina-Philadelphia game is going to just be an explosive-paced game. Uh, DJ Moore, a little pricey at 7,500, but you're going to want to play him. Devontae Adams has been a great play. <clears throat> you know, uh, most of the year, he's giving you you positive. You mean Smith? Go-to guy for Jalen Hurts. Devontae Smith on that one? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. sorry. Devontae, no, that's Devontae right. Smith has been uh, Hurts' go-to play. Uh-huh. Robbie Anderson, you know, they gave him a big contract coming into the season, and uh, his usage hasn't been that great. And the coach has flat out said, you know, that's on me. I want to go ahead, and I want to start using him more. And they're starting to design more, like, screenplays and getting him more involved in the offense. You know, here's a guy who who has had zero success all year as a DraftKings play. And, you know, he's in a, he's in a spot where this might be a good place to play him. Um he, he might be a guy you might want to stash in your season long, um, but he had 11 targets last week. So the coach said they wanted to get him more involved, and they did. And it didn't pay off, but it's going to because yep. he's a high eight. You know, he's a guy who's, who's who's explosive and can make plays. There's a risk I want to take. Everybody's favorite play, Terrence Marshall. He's been a great third man, cheap uh, cheap wide receiver most of the year, and. Uh, his numbers haven't have proven out, but there's, again, so much potential there. He's just not really getting the targets right now. As a matter of fact, he only had three targets where Robbie Anderson had the, those 11. So I think more people actually play Terrence Marshall than Robbie Anderson this week. And uh, Robbie Anderson at 5K, I'm liking. Jalen Riggers, uh, he, he could get – he there's potential there. It doesn't seem like he has the chemistry with Hurts right now that, that you, you would want. So maybe a single stack um, on the Philly side, and then you double stack if you're playing the Carolina side. And uh, I'd run it back with Smith. But if I'm playing on the Philly side, I'm probably having um, rigor in a couple couple lineups. Five targets, eight targets, one target last week. I don't 
I got to go back and watch that game. I didn't watch a lot of games this week, so. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there, there's some exciting plays there, but that's the game I'm excited about. And then, you know, if oh, you spend weird. down, if you do the Carolina side, uh, DJ Moore's a little pricey, but, um, you know, if you do DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson stack, uh, this shit's getting expensive now. I'm going to be honest. Sorry. Hang on. I'm not, I'm not feeling it as much as I uh, as initially thought. I mean, if you're looking to stack – you know, uh, oh, that's true. Darnold is going to bring the price down a little there. All right. So, yeah, so you're at 19000 for uh for three players for the stack. DJ Moore being your number one wide receiver, Anderson being your uh, three. And then, you know, you want to get real sneaky. You know, who who do you run it back with Philly? Unfortunately, there's just one guy I'm looking at with Philly, and that's going to be Smith. So now I'm at, I've spent 25. Yeah, that's pretty good average. Now I can kind of do what I want. I have my three wide receivers set, and I can go ahead and just kind of fill in the rest. Let's just see what the computer gives me as far as ceiling. And that's uh, just a double stack with a run back, or triple stack. Yeah. Or no, double stack with the run back. Yeah. And then the optimizer, wow, Keenan Allen, 6,500. Why are we not talking about the Chargers game? Oh, because they're playing Cleveland. Right. Okay. Yep, there you go. Well, you uh, ran into trouble playing against Cleveland last week. So, let, yeah. Cleveland and Keenan Allen's low A dot, that's a really good fit. 6,500. He's he's going to be a great play this week. Uh, you're going to see him probably in a lot of cash games as well. I'm feeling his ownership's going to be really high. Uh, let's see, what else did it give me? Oh, it wants – oh, Sammy. Do you have any any Cleveland Browns that you're interested in? I'm, Maybe not against those Chargers. The Chargers' defense not so bad. I had read that the Chargers' defense said that their their plan against David Carr was to just get at him quickly, get to him, yeah. hit him a couple times, and then he's going to settle the f down and he's not going to get it done. And that's what that's what they did, and that's what the Bears need to do if they want to pull off a win. We got a rare three o'clocker coming up, Al. Three in the afternoon. That's probably better for you. I like it. I'll be able to probably watch this game. The problem is I tend to go to sleep around 2. 2 a.m.? 2 p.m. Because are you up all night Saturday then? I'm up till about 7 in the morning. That's usually after Schefter drops all his info. And I have all the teams set, and I'm happy with percentages. I'll try to sleep. But when you've been working with numbers all night, your mind just keeps racing. So it's hard to fall asleep. So I'll generally kind of doze in and out. And then I have to be up by like 1130 to make sure there's no, you know, last minute deactives or nothing crazy is going on. I this, this might sound crazy, but is there a correlation between like last year you weren't working, uh, right? No, you were a few nights of the week. No, not really for football. Like I had Saturday night off. Okay. All right, all right. So do you think that maybe the, the sleep schedule can play into how you're playing your DraftKings? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a factor. Uh, I mean, my time management, I have to be sharp with my time management. I have to make sacrifices. My fantasy time has been just in a fucking wild place now. It's It's been tough. It must be tougher on you. So it is. I a mean, down I mean, week I'm here and there, don't let it hit you. Let's come back next week and let's do this. I'm ready. I'm let's, excited. Let's do that, DraftKings. Yeah. All right. Let's go. 
called Little Justin Fields. Yeah, I think I think for sure the Bears are in play this week. Damian Williams, depending on ownership. And the injury a little bit. We got to figure out. But he, I think he's good to go. At least it well, sounds that way. They didn't wait. They didn't go ahead and give a huge discount like uh, on his pricing. He's at fifty six hundred. I think he's going to be pretty chalky because um, he's going to be kind of a low low priced uh, running back. Who's yeah. A number one position. Um, you know, he's got a great floor, like a fantastic floor for the price point. So Damian Williams probably going to be owned. But you know, I always want to look at the passing plays. The problem right now with running the Bears is. You know, Justin Fields is only throwing the ball a couple times a game. So if you're going to get there with him, it's going to be him scoring touchdowns with his legs. You know, 13 attempts, 20 attempts, 17 attempts. Like, we see what he can do with the ball, but they're only throwing the ball 17 times. <clears throat> with Montgomery hurt, I don't know if that increases. You know, I'd like to see him throw a 33-attempt game. Okay. That's where he needs to be to really be fantasy viable. Um, so his target attempts is still a concern, which means I don't know if I'm going to want to double stack him because again he could get it done through his legs. Right. So maybe a single stack with uh, with Darnell Mooney. I mean that seems to be the the chemistry there. And then if I'm going to run it back, I'm probably because I'm spending so cheap at receiver, I'm probably going to run it back with Waller. You know he he's bound to get some passing touchdowns. Yeah. If if they're able to have some kind of success with him running it. And this is assuming that he's playing, which means, Al, it seems like you're assuming that Fields is playing. So, Yeah. The Bears, uh, the Bears have been pretty good against the tight end position, terrible against the wide receiver position, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, and the smart play might actually be to look at one of the uh, Jacksonville wide receivers. Henry Ruggs has been playing pretty well from uh, a DraftKings standpoint. I'm not mistaken. I feel like he's in the green. See here. Ah, yeah, he is. I mean, Vegas he here. He doesn't give you a lot of uh, ceiling is the problem. So. Okay. Yeah. Let's see who has the highest ceiling. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he's just not really exciting outside of Waller. I think you have to play Waller as the run back. 7,300, man. No. I don't like this Bears. I don't like I don't like man. It's not a great stack. It's not a great game to stack. By- Byron Edwards, I mean, is this guy I don't even know who the hell he is. Is he All right, I mean, you know, he's cheap. Four targets, oh, five Yeah, targets. I played like him. That. So it could be a cheap stack. We're talking GPP here, right? Absolutely. Like, there's no reason to play oh, this in cash game. You don't no, even touch no it. No. Six to seven targets if you go rugs. Hunter. What are we getting with Hunter? Renfro. I don't trust a guy named Hunter Renfro. It's like a bad name. There's bad juju with the names like that. Yeah. You know? Yep. So bad, like, uh, Fantasy Labs doesn't even want to give me data on him. He's got to back out. There it is. Wow. Wow. Look at this. All green, Clark. This guy has been Hunter Renfro secretly uh, averaging four points above his projected uh, play. Um, what a champ. 16, 18, 10, you know, in the 4K range. 
You know, he's getting eight targets and a touchdown, six targets and a touchdown, seven targets, no touchdown, nine targets, no touchdown. Yeah, so Hunter Renfro's the play. Boom. Little, a little too pricey at 5K for the risk. But so now you just created the stack that, and we'll optimize it to the ceiling. Um, oh, it's not going to let me because, yep, screwed that up. Um, so I only have the, these teams selected. So it's like, hey, I don't have any players to choose from. Um, but you're playing a really cheap stack here. You know, and then, uh, you know, Allen Robinson. His price point is ridiculous. Does it stay up? I mean, or no, yeah, it's so as, cheap. As a dude, like, here's what you do. I mean, here, here's the strategy here. If the ownership goes to Mooney, play Robinson. If the ownership goes to Robinson, which I don't think is going to be the case, then Mooney all the way. But Allen Robinson. Man, he's not even getting targeted because they're not throwing the ball enough. You know, 11 targets with Andy Dalton. I mean, he needs Andy Dalton. That's what it is. Andy Dalton, 11 targets, four targets, six targets, three targets. He caught all three balls. He was three for three for 63 yards. I mean, they got to think, like, you know, hey, if we're going to throw the ball, we need to get him more involved in the the, the Mm -hmm. passing game. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually – you know, I want to see a stack with Allen Robinson because the price point is ridiculous. You know, you're paying 4700 for Mooney, who's now overpriced. Allen Robinson is, you know, 5'5". Five, five. Like, just ridiculously low up price. And I don't think he's going to come with ownership. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm making a, a, an audible, and I'm going to go ahead and do the Allen Robinson single stack with Fields. Okay. And... Uh, I'm going to run it back with Hunter Renfro. And just that that move, just these little moves alone, this stack right here has zero ownership. I mean, this is like, this is a million maker winner. That's what I'm going to call it, if it were to hit. Ooh. All right, then. I like that. It'd be fun. Let's see what happens. I don't see it happening. I don't. See the possibility of it happening, man. The so I like that really wants to play Sammy. Is Sammy Pirine um, at 4K? Is there an is there an injury news in, in Cincinnati? I don't know. Like why is uh, some, uh, Sam J Pirine being uh, some wide receivers out there? Be, he might not even be in my player pool this week because you know that's one of the things. Like when you have a really cheap running back and you're using an optimizer, and he's projecting really well, yeah, somebody, Mixon must be out. He's not listed on the list. Okay. So, P. Ryan, so Mixon, if Mixon is indeed out, Sammy P. Ryan at 4K is going to be mega chalk. We're talking like 40% projected ownership. They don't have projections on ownership yet. but Day-to-day, right day-to-day, low-grade ankle sprain. So you're looking at a dude at 4K who who could uh, who could you know uh, against Green Bay, man. And and as I said earlier, that's I, that's I'm in love with two games this week. I'm loving with the uh, Philly, Carolina, the Green Bay Bengals is my two. And here's here's my question with uh, him being so cheap there. Yeah. Uh, do you with P line? 
Uh, if you get the injury report just before the games, do you and how how do you trade him out? Oh, we're about to lose the live blog talk, folks. We'll we'll hold on to the podcast listener and everybody watching on the uh, on the streams over at Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. But yeah, how do you replace that? Do you just do you want to replace it with somebody else, or just like take the chance that uh Mixon plays a couple snaps and then he can't continue? Well, no, I think you you're to go into that game knowing what's up. Um, there's a lot of football left during the week, and I, I Friday uh, Friday's injury report. You know, if, if he hadn't stepped on the practice field once during the week, um, then you know Sammy is probably a pretty safe place. Sam, I can't say his name. Sam J. Uh, P. Ryan. I think P. Ryan's a really good play at that point. Uh, and then you'll, Schefter will have the at 4 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. So, you know, that. that point. Schefter's up that early in tweeting. He he has that shit out 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Schefter uh, bombs come about 4 a.m. Sometimes earlier, sometimes like 1, 2 in the morning. Those are nice nights. But, you know, he's the guy. And then he'll have a follow-up report around 9, 10 a.m. And uh, because it's the early game, you'll know. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll know by, like, they do warm-ups around Good night, 9 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. Yep. Good night, blog talk. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would be – you will know going in. But as I'm trying to say, he's his own is going to be so high in the 40 percentile at 40 fade. Like, that's a player you don't play in tournaments. Right. Like, bad. Bad right. shock. Right. Bad shock. These these guys end up busting. As a matter of fact, here's something really cool with Fantasy Labs. We're, we're going to kind of go in, under the belly here, and we're, we're going to go into the belly of the beast in data anal- analysis, and we're going to look at what, how often guys under, let's say, 4,400 with ownership projected above 30%, how they do. We're, we, we, we could get an actual – Yep. Some uh, some science stuff here. Let's create a trend. Let's go get it. All right. Trend name. I like this. Cost. All right. So NFL. Running back. DraftKings. Okay. Like this is the nerd shit that you know that I do when I'm like it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm high as a kite and I'm sitting in my underwear eating Ben and Jerry's. This is the shit you get into. Sure. All right. So, player salary. Let's edit that. Sounds like you're saying salary. And what do I say? Forty-three. Yeah. Well, I'm from Chicago, unlike you. So. What? You're from the suburbs. Yeah. Then how come I have a Chicago accent? Why? Why do I have a and Chicago have a Kirkland accent? accent? Oh, it's not a Kirkland. It's the same. Get out of here. Get. And why do I have a Kirkland accent? Fantasy, time filter, shares, projections. Why projected projected ownership? So let's say projected ownership. How do I sort this? All right. 
I'm going to go 31% plus, and let's see how they do. I have to eight. What is going on? All right. Oh, this is just 14 plus. Okay. That's cool. So we'll do that. All right. <clears throat> what we're looking at now is running backs who have a maximum cost for 300 and their ownership above 100 Very high. Uh, they, they actually project well. They turn out fine. They basically hit their missions. Um but they're only averaging about seven points. So, you know, um, a guy who fits this recently was Alexander Madison against the Bears. He put up a half a point. Uh, Ryan, now, what is, what is this? I don't think, I don't feel like it's reacting properly to what I'm asking it to do. Uh-oh. Player salary is between projected ownership. I feel like that's messing it up. Generally speaking, well, that, that's not fair either. Okay, never mind. Fuck this. Fuck this shit. Uh, Hello to all my jugglers. You know, let's look at. I'm going to look at projected projected points. So let's say. You know, a guy filling in is probably projected at like twelve. Let's go twelve plus points. Yep. You know, I'll say ten. So a guy who's four K, projecting at ten points. How does he turn out? Really good. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe make the play. Do it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, don't do it. Um, Game theory still wins out. And the game theory would dictate that, you know, so many players are playing a player that's in a high-risk position that unless he goes balls out and puts up, like, 30 points, chances are he's going to give you 8 to 12 points, which is what you're going to get from pretty much all the running backs at that point, price point. Not all of them, but most of them at that price point. And he's probably a bad play. So, when it comes to tournament, I, I, I would avoid him. He might be a cash game free space. So if Mixon is definitely ruled out, I'm playing him in cash, guaranteed. Like, he, he is my third running back. Because awesome. I could play him, and now I could play Derrick Henry against the Jacksonville Jaguars, an absolute smash spot. Um, and... Let's see. What else? Who else? I would say Montgomery. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. I do. If you're playing, if you're playing, if you're playing Pierrine at 4K, it's going to give you a lot of ability to spend up, especially in a week where there's not a really high price quarterback. You don't have to worry about Josh Allen beating you, so you can mm-hmm. spend down. Mm-hmm. You know, be smart about it. <clears throat> so, like a Jalen Hurts. 7K. I think I could even do better. I think Sam Darnold is worth going to at 6-6. And then if I'm going to go Darnold, I might as well go with one of his Chase is in a smash spot. Go there. Uh, Let's see. DJ Moore. 
you know, you're, you're able to buy what you want if you go with this really low price point of uh, P. Ryan. It basically opens up the board to anybody. So, you know, that's going to be a cash play must. And you're going to want to leverage your cash plays against your tournament plays. So you're going to want to fade him in tournament. So, man. Right, right, Gar? Yeah, baby. You know it. I'm doing it. I'm going Darnold with P-line. P-line. And more. Uh, The Panthers have been an interesting team. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah. They've Uh, always been one of my favorite teams in fantasy. Like, there's just something about the Panthers that are worth gambling on. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Ah, partner. Well, I went from not knowing if there was going to be a show tonight to uh, to really enjoying uh, chatting with you uh, through through most of it, other than you know the parts about the the social media and what have you. Uh, well, I think that you're burying the lead. The lead story here tonight is Clark has been officially suspended for life from Twitter pending uh, an investigation. And, uh, you know, you're, what do you, what do you call it? Objecting to the situation. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm challenging the, uh, the suspension as of right now. The suspension. We will see what happens. Um, I, I've gotten to them. I want to know what the hell it is. Like, wouldn't you expect, expect them to tell you what it was that made it happen? You would think so. If it's a real thing. This is why I think it's a mistake. I really do. I yeah. believe it's a mistake. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we'll you're see. also assuming that it was like a recent tweet. You could have said something stupid. I, I've taken that into account. Like, what was it? Like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we'll let you know. I think you've got to tune in next week to get in on this information. Yeah, we want to know what your objection. We want to know the ruling. If we'll be oh, by the way, the air conditioner is out, and that's why I'm miserable because I can't sleep at night because it, it doesn't get cool enough. Oh. Now I have the now I'm dealing with the sun and the uh, the blinds. The wind is making uh, the blinds hit the wall, and there's new noise. Are you getting any cold breeze at night, or does it does it eventually get there at like four in the morning? It, it's okay. It gets comfortable to like do things in here. It doesn't get comfortable to sleep. We're having the same thing. I I had to run and take a shower just before the show because we don't have the AC on. But man, do I wish it was. Sorry, buddy. Hopefully, uh, we're supposed to get cooler again. Cooler evenings, anyway. I'm in the process of finally shutting down that that pool, that pool that our kids love. Yeah, that's a doozy. Well. It's Marsh Chase has been probably my best drafted player in season-long football. Maybe Virginia has a bat phone to Matt Nagy's office and said, you've got to play the kid. The whole fan base, the whole nation says you got to play the kid. Herbert got the know. chance in, with the Chargers. He's doing all right. Yeah, didn't they have to puncture a lung? Was he the punctured lung guy? Yeah, they had to puncture a lung. That's what we need to do. We need to puncture Andy Dalton's lungs. No. No. I'm putting you on that. Since you're the outlaw. Get, get out of here. We know you're a rabble rouser now. Prove it. All right, guys. Al, have a good night.
I'll see you next week. See you later, y'all. Have a good one. Thanks so much to all the listeners and viewers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.